0: Spidey senses tingling. Yellow. If he finds a new friend, he will drop his old ones ruthlessly. And he also hosts a show. He's Slim. This is the Paper uh, paper Keg Podcast. This is episode 113 Welcome to
1: the Paper Keg Podcast Uh, We're setting Tumblr on fire right now With our podcasts, FYI We talk about industry news on this show And we do a book club All three of us read the same book at the same time Holding hands Infinite Crisis And then we'll read your letters live To close out the show Your actual real life name will be said on the air we have three hosts We used to have four One of them died But we have three right now Tragic Tragedy Tragic Um Nobody knows tragedy quite like this writer <laughs> Trying to get his first comic book off the ground for the last
0: For the better part of a decade
1: At least a decade Uh He'll never give up He's Jonesy loves beer Uh You're a writer you are—I don't know what else you are, but you're a
0: writer. Welcome to the show. I'm also a father. You know that's an important job of my life. Union representative. I—I uh, I breast taxes, likes to say. I do not represent the union. Union shill. That's what you've been called
1: on this show
2: by the public. Oak Tammany. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: you have been voted least favorite show uh, show host in history. How do you yeah, the you numbers
0: about that? are in. I feel like it's a. If there was an opposite of honor, for perhaps if there was a dishonor, I would feel like I was uh, <laughs> being dishonored by the public, and I just want to thank them for that. Your vocabulary
1: astounds me, writer, right here. Uh, the final host, who is just an absolute talent on this show. He's a VP of merch. He's the podcast bad boy. He will just insult minorities left oh and right. God, no way. <laughs> uh, maybe I don't know. It's happened in the past. Possibly, Dale underscore is a father of two kids, and he does this podcast. Nobody knows how he does it. Welcome back.
2: I, uh, I, I just, I don't know how I do it. I'm like an oxen. I have the constitution of. A bull I just, I just power through. I love what I do. I love reading comics for the show. I love hanging out with my friends. Um, that's that's why that's why I keep doing it. It's what keeps me going.
1: What's your uh, Bioshock status right now? Can you give us a live update?
2: Skyrim, uh, level thirty-four, <laughs> and I just made some uh, good inroads in the uh, Civil War. Taking back Skyrim. Spoilers. Hmm. And that's all I got for you. You know I don't want to bore you with Skyrim talk because you'll just use it against me at a later date.
1: Biggest show we've ever had. We're going into the DC Archives, voted uh, one of the greatest DC crossovers in history by DC fanboys all over the globe. Uh, that we, we know of a comic book podcast called the Ancillary Characters Podcast. I think they had like a joint seance with the hardcover of this book, <laughs> praying to their monkey gods. Um, who wrote this? Jeff Johns. Is he a writer? He
2: did write this, Jeff Johns. Yes.
1: And like thirty artists. Yeah, the
2: whole stable of DC <laughs> artists, even like people I, who normally don't do art, but they needed to bring them in.
1: Jerry Ordway came out of nowhere in this book. We'll get into it later. What's happening in the world Dan-didio of news?
0: did finishes. how to get it in there? Dan <laughs> Dan uh, Listen, okay?
2: Big news in the world of Marvel's Ultimate Comics line. Cataclysm, a huge event... Taking place hot on the heels of Galactus showing up in the Ultimate U. And things are getting really real. You know how I know? Because all of the Ultimate comics canceled in November oh to be my. replaced what? with Cataclysm miniseries. And that's all we know because as far, that's all the solicits go to. There hasn't been any announcements post that other than a teaser in the form of uh, a solicit for the Mighty Avengers that his, uh, you could say it's like like all black, right? The team is like mostly slanted black. And uh, yeah. the solicit includes maybe... A spider hero being included on the team, really, Jonesy? Your little face just perked up.
0: I are we are we to believe that they are negating the end of Spider Man and just bringing Miles Morales into the uh, mainstream? You for real? What happened? What what will be negated? Then they just go their separate ways at the end of Spider Man? No, the cliffhanger of. Uh, Spider-Men was that uh, Peter gets back to 616 Marvel, brings up the old Google search, uh, types in Miles Morales, and he's shocked to find out who he is in this universe.
1: Well, the ultimate version of Miles Morales could come to the 616. You and there know, maybe, would just
0: be two Moraleses yeah. just running around New York? Sure.
1: yeah, did, And no the 616
0: Uni?
2: It's happened before.
0: I don't know. Stranger things have happened, I guess.
1: What are your thoughts, Jonesy, on Ultimate Spider-Man coming to an end, alleged end?
0: I don't know. I I mean, this is such a great run. I mean, we both, uh, when we did the book club, you know, my eyes were open into how well-paced and how bendy-ish it all was. So it's, uh, I mean, that was a flagship title for, I think, all three of us, our comic book reading years when we got back into it. I mean, the Ultimate U was really just coming to existence, and that Ultimate Spider-Book was flying off the shelves. You couldn't get it. I think I had, like, 11 trade paperbacks, like, the first 11 volumes, hmm. like, all the way through um, the Ultimate Marvel Knights, all the way through the new Venom, Ultimate Venom storyline. So it's going to be sad to uh, to see it finally go. I mean, Allegedly. I it was reading it at first, I mean... I'm sure it's going to be canceled and then you know brought back after the Cataclysm is over, but... Renumbered. Yeah. Oh, baby, Ultimate Spider-Man number one. Although, doesn't it seem kind of strange to reboot a rebooted universe?
2: Well, that after Ultimatum, they kind of did that, but I'm wondering, I'm curious if the line just gets canceled completely.
1: And no more Miles Morales? Well, I
2: think, well, I mean, out of... Anybody in the Ultimates line, Ultimate Spider-Man's probably their bestseller, and I think he's like mm-hmm. cracking the top one hundred. I, I forget, barely I cracking. Think bar-
1: I think that I think that title, the series, the line ends, and Morales is in yeah. the six one six. That's what I heard it here. That's second, what I because I predicted it. I concur
2: ago. because I th- I mean Bendis writes it. Uh, he's probably got some pull, and I mean he's Bendy. he is an interesting enough character, and he's not. You know, C- Captain America, Ultimate, Steve Rogers. He's not the same guy as, you know, Peter Parker, Ultimate Peter Parker. He's a he's a totally new character in the Ultimate U. And they could probably mine some uh, good stories if he comes over to 616.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like to see the character. I mean, he's always been uncomfortable with being Spider-Man. So maybe if he, you know, got the chance to come over here and make kind of like a new mm-hmm. start for himself... It doesn't necessarily need to be a spider hero, you know, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, whatever. I mean, yeah. it doesn't doesn't have to be some sp- random Spider-Man like Scarlet Spider is.
2: And I think the, uh, I mean, the speculation, what are your thoughts on the Ultimate line maybe going away? I think it served its purpose, and maybe it's just mm-hmm. time for it to...
1: Should have never came back with Ultimates Volume 3. <laughs> Should have ended. Period.
0: Yeah. I I might have to go ahead and agree with you. Those two first two volumes, the Ultimates, were stellar, Untouchable. Untouchable. stunning. Mm. The whole is Thor crazy? Is he uh, you know a fat nurse that stole a harness? Oh yeah. Storyline was great.
1: How about the uh, splash pages of Cap jumping through Times Square? I remember he's wearing that like military jacket over his costume. Oh yeah, he's just
0: like dropping in to like that bartherin. Hua. <laughs> How about every shot of Cap in like camo pants, old oh boots, man. and just his tight Captain America t-shirt? This tight shirt. Good. Mm-hmm. Be still, my beating. Go on, girl. Heart.
2: Bring him over too. Anything else in the I'll world him in him news, uh, Dale? Matt Fraction. It's a somber news uh, night. It's Friday night, and uh, that's all I got <laughs> for you. Is somber, sobering news. Matt Fraction leaving the Fantastic Four and FF titles. Uh, soon to come, he's uh, he's just he's doing a lot. I mean, he's one of the market techs now, and he's going to be writing the Inhumanity miniseries as well as the Inhuman ongoing. Afterwards, he's he's got a full plate. Our our boy and Hawkeye is just doing stellar. So he's not leaving Hawkeye. Why would he? I mean, it's it's incredible.
0: It's, it's got to sell millions of issues a month, so, according to my math. So our
2: boy Brevort, you know, just thinks it's the best time. He probably had a, Matt Fraction probably had a heart-to-heart with Brevort, and uh, they're doing what's best for the titles. They don't want to... Really. Oh. Go ahead.
1: I wonder what those conversations are like if, like, either we pull you off these two Marvel books or you stop your two image books. I wonder what that discussion oh, is yeah, like because he's doing two other image that's right
2: that's that's gotta be uncomfortable right
1: i'd feel uncomfortable if i was in the room definitely
2: Brevort's probably uh writing himself questions in form spring so he can on- honestly <laughs> answer them in tumblr and retweet them.
1: i love his form strumbler he like moved it over to tumblr yeah oh okay i can't get enough of it I think it it's
2: amazing it. that he takes the time out to answer fans and, you know, tells the truth. He tells it, tells it honest. He keeps it honest with the people. Formspring,
1: Form like, shut down. Did you know that? Really? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yep. Jenzi, whatever happened to your Formspring?
0: Is that still going on? I don't know that I ever had one. Do you even know Form what Formspring Spring? is? I, I, is that something like with beds? Like you? Oh, jeez, I don't know. This is that like uh, a mattress block. Okay, all
1: right. We're just going save on. this.
0: Save these gems for the ancillary characters
1: um, podcast. Uh, oh, gift
0: zing, <laughs> zing! Uh, that was. Are, uh,
1: I want to break some news right now. Breaking news over the wire. We're running out of time. Oof. We need to get into the comic talk, mm-hmm. please. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jonesy loves beer. You are a writer. You are you're writing the fanfic that people want to read that has Rufio. never been
0: released. <laughs> that's the title. Can you crow like pain? <laughs> you can fly. You can bite. All right. So anyway, I'm following this book from Image Skybound imprint pretty closely. And that's Ghosted. You guys catch issue two yet? I haven't even caught issue one, if I no. can be honest no. with you. Basically,
2: I can't, Basically a, I can't stop crindle. staring at your wobbly uh, mic filter there. The top <laughs> I can't stop. all around like a dead fish, dying fish.
0: <laughs> That's funny. I can't feel I can't stop feeling super self-conscious about it. So, if you could just point it out at every instance. So anyhow, Ghosted 2, um, you know, the Danny Ocean hero has um assembled his team of criminals to go investigate this um allegedly haunted mansion which we find out at the end of the last issue that is pretty legitimately haunted and uh they all kind of arrive and spread out to do, like, during the daylight to do some investigation, pretty much with their own agenda. You know, we know um, the medium character is, of course, uh, a bona fide liar, so we kind of don't believe what she's doing in a summoning circle. And then everybody uh, kind of discovers these weird rooms in the house, and it's kind of laid out, and it makes me a little nervous because it feels a little lost in, like, they ask a lot of questions that they don't answer in this issue. You know, it kind of reminds me of like how strong morning glory started where like you were all time favorite in book with so many questions. Classic. And I just, I worry folks that, you know, by the time I hit issue 10, that zero of my questions will be answered. Right. But you know, I got to give it, I got to give it some wobbly hope here as I adjust my mic on the fly. So, uh, and the issue ends, um, with the kind of villains being investigated by like a local sheriff, but two of the members are like sci-fi channel ghostbusters. You know what I mean? Like they have a, a reality show. So and then there's a twist with that character at the end. And it it kind of reminds me of doing a Sinister Six book where you just kind of see the villain's point of view. So it's, it's interesting. Nobody here is a hero. So everybody kind of has their own agenda and uh, it's really interesting two issues so far i would uh pick it up if i had the chance which i didn't
1: <laughs> <laughs> i also want to uh, jonesy's mic troubles aside i just took a glance at twitter and jonesy is so buttered up in that troll butter from a, <laughs> from one of our our friends of the show that he has what do you mean he has manually done a retweet of an insult he has purposefully <laughs> created a tweet and made it look like a trolling comment. Thanks for taking the time out of the show to, to uh, put yeah. that tweet out there, John. I really, I, guys, I don't
0: know while what you're talking about. While engaging in
2: conversation. You know,
1: uh, yeah, while, while making us think that he was listening to our to our comments, but all the while, <laughs> not giving two S's.
0: Listen, go back to the video, and the moment that my tongue hits the inside of my cheek is when that tweet went out, I'm sure.
1: Um, let's move on. Agreed. Brian Wood. You heard of this guy? He's a real gem. What's the story happening with Conan? It's ending.
2: His uh, time on the book is ending. Oh, just in peace. My. And two, two more issues or two more months, I think. Or he just wrapped up the last two issues. God,
1: I want to think about. Poor. It. You just. I'm sorry for bringing it up. Um, local book from Brian Wood and Ryan Kelly from the Oni Press big old black and white graphic novel put out uh I think his earliest work, possibly his okay. earliest work mm-hmm. um, I read the first two chapters what I would think would be issues in this graphic novel fantastic, fantastic Let me read the bio if i if please, I may
2: please please do uh
1: from Brian Wood and Ryan Kelly comes local a collection of 12 interconnected short stories each featuring Megan McKeanen a young woman who sets out from Portland Oregon with nothing but a rucksack and a bad case of wanderlust so the first it, the first chapter is her in the car with her boyfriend who's like a crazy addict and he has this sketch this like prescription sheet that he has given her and she needs to write this faux prescription and go get it for him and he's like he's got the sweats the hot sweats the cold sweats in this car in this pasture side so she goes in and it fails miserably Mm. and the the pharmacist says i've already called the police they're on their way so she runs out and there's this one page where it's her like taking in the moment that things are really effed and then the panel under that is just her in a white background and then the next page is her still in the car, kind of reliving or in her head, creating these scenarios that might happen if she goes through with this and this happens like four times. there's like four scenarios where the cops come or they call her parents or what have you and there's the last scenario is uh she goes like you know each scenario ends with what are you gonna like he's like, "Don't leave me, make sure you come back here." And she's like, well, this is my car. Of course I'm coming back here. And then the final scenario is the real one where she's like, F you. I'm not going to do this for you. And he's like, well, what about your car? And she's like, you can keep it. And then she goes on a train and just leaves. So she finally makes the right decision and goes off on her own. And that's the first chapter. It was phenomenal. First first chapter was great. I was kind of blown away by it.
0: Is that available on the app?
1: It is available on the app. Um, And the second one is... The second chapter takes place at a different part in her life where she meets this guy that she doesn't really know and they kind of have this weird, uh, flirty relationship. And uh, I can't wait to finish it. Hmm. Two thumbs up.
2: I've heard uh, very high compliments from Titus at the comic book shop in Delaware Hmm. that uh, the book is basically a must-read. He's got, like, all kinds of, of his own work like in little nooks and crannies of bookshelves like I come across these these ones that I never even known about before and they just happen to be like on the bookshelf at the comic book shop or something and I'm like when what's this and turns out it's like older than all of his you know published comics you know his big two work I guess you could say right and uh yeah I heard this was uh I heard this is one of the highly recommended ones
1: Hmm. I've had it on my iPad for a while, and I was starting to clean out stuff that I knew I would never get to, mm-hmm. but this one I decided to read on the train home.
2: Dang. I uh, I love it. I can't wait to check it out. You know, I'm going to ha- I'm gonna need to read something, because he's not going to be on Conan anymore. <laughs> what am I going to do? I'm going to have lust.
1: Just don't kill yourself, please.
2: I'm going to just get on that train after Conan ends and go.
1: Just drive to Portland?
2: Keep, take the car. Take the family. <laughs> take the house.
1: What are you reading? Dale underscore a family man. Six
2: gun gorilla.
1: Heard a lot about this book.
2: This book called the six gun gorilla, but the six gun gorilla is used so sparingly that you just want to like pump your fist in the air when he does come on the screen. Simon Spurrier... Uh, writer of gen- such gems as "Crossed" from mm. the pa- p- Paper Keg Knights uh, episode. Oh my. He does such a fantastic job at this world building that I was i I was almost confused. I I've talked about issue one on Paper Keg when it came out, and I was almost overwhelmed, like I didn't know how to describe it or what to say because it was a lot thrown at you that wasn't the six-gun gorilla. But by issue three, I have a a really good understanding of what's happening in this book. And guys, people who basically have a death wish, suicide, want to commit suicide, they are enticed to become like these, basically like walking... Walking... Video oh cameras. They get sent to this other world where it's like the old west on this world, with these two factions constantly warring, and these guys are tel- telepathically like sending the images back to Earth for people's entertainment. So they're like the they're like war journalists on the ground with live footage of the war, so this company can make money on advertising because it's like the Truman Show. Everybody is addicted to this channel of war. Mm-hmm. And Simon Spurrier writes these country accents so, so, like, magnificently. It's, it's such, it, it's some sentences, like, almost, you have to read twice because it's spelled so absurdly, but when you sound it out, it's just, like, perfect country, southern accents, like, to the nth degree,
0: like, they're hyper-accented, and, Dale, the, the oh, go ahead, sorry, go ahead. The premise kind of reminds me of that uh Gerard Butler movie gamer, do you guys ever see that kind of the same thing like people will, like sell themselves or hijack themselves as like these uh, like call of duty like real life mm-hmm. call of duty soldiers that somebody basically takes over their brain waves and use them as a soldier but I mean the movie wasn't that great, but it sounds like it translates a lot better in this format
2: yeah this uh there's no Frankie Muniz and this in this book. Um,
0: Unfortunately.
2: And so you turn out, you kind of get to know this guy who signed up to commit suicide. He was a librarian who's been divorced and basically, for his own selfish reasons, like he signed up to do this so he could stick it to his ex one last time so she could kind of feel guilty for ever breaking up with him. And he gets into this conversation in this issue with this like old-timey... It's not old timing, It's just the the setting of the planet. You know, Earth is very sophisticated and high in technology. And he he gets into this uh, conversation with the lady, and it, and it kind of comes out where he's trying to hide his past from her. He, he tries to play, uh, play games and say he's got no past and stuff, hope, hoping that, you know, his ex-wife would read it and stuff like that. And then, like, they start making out, and he says Ooh. his ex-wife's name. So... So he's kind oh. of embarrassed, and she's fine with it. She's kind of like a, you know, a, a lady of the night anyway, so... Good for her. And then at times when the bad, you know, the, the gang show up, like the Powers Booth riding into town and in Tombstone with his, with his gang, you know, the six-gun gorilla is there. He's like a genetically modified gorilla, has like a cape that has... Um, could turn into like bulletproof and fireproof cape, He's just so badass. He's a huge gorilla with two six guns in this old in this old western planet with you know phasers and stuff like that. He's got two trusty sidearms and he can speak and he's kind of he's kind of helping out this librarian. He's protecting him for whatever reason and this librarian ended up with this gold this watch, pocket watch that one of the old generals of the army gave him to take back to his wife and stuff. It's just the world building in this book is crazy fantastic, and I highly mm. recommend you read it. It's a six issue mini, so you know wait for that hardcover, I guess. But I recommend picking it up if you can. Great, it's a great did, book.
1: Did you ever see a Westworld?
2: Movie? Uh, I love Westworld. Great, movie. great, great. I love it. I f- I've seen Future World more times than Westworld. I don't think I've ever seen Future World. Oh my God! You got it. It's are
1: they related anyway?
2: Yeah, it's like the sequel. No, uh, Yul Brenner's in it for a, like a half a second.
1: Oh my God! And
2: it's it's basically like the, the you can go to the theme park. It, was it what was the uh, company named Dalos or Dalanos? And you can go to this uh, planet that's it's like Westworld, but you can go to Westworld. You can go to future world, like you can go to a world where you're Roman, you can go to a world where you're like skiing on Mars and stuff, and what the company is trying to do is basically replace you with robots and get your DNA,
1: and so it's really, it's it's cheesy, but it's really good. Did it come out around the same time? Yeah. As Westworld? Yeah, it's probably a few years later. Future world. Two cents or less as Jonesy swigs his ever-healthy oh, diet Pepsi
2: might as well just brush Um, your teeth with granulated sugar after you're done. (laughs) Just get in there.
0: Make some crannies. Thunder Agents, issue one. Come for the awesome Andrew DeVito art. Stay for the cool story where a new Thunder Agent has to master the powers of the Thunder Belt.
1: The Wake, issues two and three... I am in love with the colors on this book and I want to take it out for a walk on the beach and caress its back slowly ever slowly but the the whale story at the end of issue 3 was 8 pages too long
0: However
2: got <laughs> Superior Spider-Man, number 15. (laughs) I love you, Dan Slott. (laughs) If I ever had the opportunity to get a commission from Umberto Ramos, I'd want to be the cool guy and not bother him with a Spider-Man, but I'd really want a Spider-Man.
1: Infinite Crisis from DC Comics, one of the biggest events in DC history. Jeff Johns, Phil Jimenez, and every DC creator that has ever drawn a comic book. Myriad
2: of other artists.
1: Or finished. Myriad, I love that word. Jonesy, please walk us through one of the biggest comics of all time.
0: Good luck. Do you love fascinating stories of the multiverse? Do you love almost continuous nods to 20 years of comic continuity? And do you love every single member of a comic universe roster appearing at least once in a story. If you love these three things, you will love Infinite Crisis. Uh, Follow us here as the DC Universe is on the brink of falling apart at the seams. The big three, Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman, have all lost their way. And finally, a group of observers can take no more. Superboy Prime Prime good Lex Luthor, Earth 2, Superman, and Lois Lane have chosen to intervene from their heaven universe they created 20 years ago during the crisis on Infinite Earths. And they're here to bring Earth 2 back. The real Earth. The good Earth. Uh, A mind-bending seven-issue story of the struggles of the DCU to get back to a place where the multiverse can exist and the characters can once again be happy. And Superboy Prime whines a lot. Infinite Crisis. (laughs) I think we
1: should obviously preface this with we're not big DC guys. I think that would be a, a favorable disclaimer to throw out there. Yeah. With that said, issue one... Could have been written in Swahili, for all I cared. I didn't know what the heck was going on. The whole I I texted Dale and I I fl- I'll be honest with you. I almost just stopped reading issue one. I was ready to just just give up. I was just flipping through on that iPad like lickety split. Let's get through this heaping flaming pile of hot garbage, and just keep going. Uh,
2: well, issue one. You know what the Pentagon is saying about Issue 1? They're blaming the supervillain society. (laughs) Listen, Issue 1 is the biggest... I mean, you just... You got my head up there under Gallagher's sledgehammer, and you moved aside the watermelons, and you just slammed down the two-handed Warhammer of Gallagher onto <laughs> my head, watermelon seeds, all in the splash zone of the front two rows of the audience. Because the first issue is the most confusing comic I have maybe ever read. And that's... Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's because... it Like, everything is thrust upon you. I think you needed to have read all the preludes and all the tie-ins before infinite crisis number 1 to understand why wonder woman killed a man apparently batman wonder woman and superman are like having a mexican standoff they hate each other
1: sexual tension in that room was oh valuable. my god
2: i was i could cut it with you my finger you mean in that rubble <laughs> on the ipad and then everybody shows up abracadabra with a k such an important character. Uh, Savannah and the Fearsome Uncle. Five.
1: Lest we
0: forget Uncle Sam. Who, I mean, his death moved a generation, uh, obviously. the I will never be able to fully
2: understand what happened in issue one. Let's it just is, put,
1: we might have to just put it aside and just pretend yeah. it didn't happen. Um, horrific is a word. We'll just we'll end it on maybe. Horrifying
2: issue one of Infinite Crisis.
1: Um, Tagline. It it felt like Gr- Grant Morrison wrote it, and it was like every little elbow rub, and winky face to history but that was, would have gotten my jays off. Here's issue five. Okay. Were like
2: it was like there was DC one fan. page, or maybe a half a page, devoted to a hundred different storylines. And it was so thrust upon us as the reader. Uncle Sam's in it for three panels, and I guess he's, you know, they get decimated. Like, there's so little to go on that you don't think they could, you know, that could be it, but it is, you know, and then it's, it's referenced to later that he was killed or he's MIA or or something. It's totally confusing.
0: It kind of seems like, if you read the dialogue, that the death of Uncle Sam is the breaking point for Earth-2 Superman to just lose it and punch through reality, Mm -hmm. which is the thing that happens in issue one. I mean, he's like, these people have even lost the spirit of their nation because they're so lost, and that's the last straw. I'm paraphrasing, but it's something like that. And you're like, why am I invested... And this character I know nothing about. I mean, it's obvious this this event is for hardcore DC fans. I mean, it's not for the casual reader to pick up and then try to follow. That being said, after issue one, I actually enjoyed the ride. I got taken on. Uh, A couple of things I really loved about this run. I love the character of Earth 2 Superman as this golden age hero who tries to live in this imperfect world and is totally blind I mean, he's just so trusting because that's the world he originates from that he, he he doesn't think for a second that he's wrong or his true friends have betrayed him in any fashion. And the fact that he's also that type of Superman that that's from the age where he kind of has every power and you just think he's just an unlimited persona that jumps off the page. I really enjoyed that. Uh I thought the backstory of Superboy Prime of being from a universe where there are no superheroes but him was cool because that's that's him right he's just Superboy and he's the only one out there doing yeah. good so you could see how he idolizes the idea of a hero because he is the archetype of hero and to see the a world where nobody lives up to that I could you could you could live in his mind for a second and see how he could snap He's spoiled. I yeah. mean, he's a
2: spoiled brat because that's that's the environment he was raised in.
0: Really? Absolutely. Yeah, I thought
1: that view. The like, and you're correct. I, I enjoyed some parts of the series. I mean, if issue one aside, the the mm-hmm. Superman viewing the current status of superheroes, I thought was great. I mean, you could put many parallels to that, like the older reader not happy with the darker tone of current comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, you live in that era and then you wake up and see what superheroes are like now. Like I would be crapping in my my under ruse.
2: Yeah, to see that happening and it was it was great that the his conviction that his earth was so much better than Earth One that Earth One didn't deserve to exist. Earth two needed to come back. And it's almost like he could have had blinders on, and he just wasn't apprised of the of the mess that Earth Two could have been in before it got folded. Well, um, even
1: like the the character deaths, that like felt like they just came out of nowhere, were like really unsettling to me. Like the, just like I think Bizarro killed a guy, um, Black Adam killed a guy with like his fingers and his eye holes, and then his brain oh exploded. My God.
0: I was like, good. that was uh, when he killed Psycho, Psycho Pirate. <laughs> oh, who is a key player in all of this? Somehow. Yeah. Uh Two things. Uh, first of all, I didn't even know who Black Adam was or have any opinion of him, but he came off as kind of a BA in this series. I would read a Black Adam story if done right, I would think. Um, but I love the part of the story where Earth 2 Superman. Reaches out to Batman because he's his best friend. Like Earth Two, uh, Clark Kent and Earth Two Bruce Wayne are best friends, and no matter what, he's gotta at least put out the olive branch to his best friend because he can't even think of planning the next move without Bruce Wayne. Yeah, and like that was just such a, a emotional, I think, and raw moment of the series. Can you imagine if the rest of the series was written like that sequence? It would be, you know, maybe the best event from DC that I've ever read. But, uh, you know, it takes a lot of ups and downs. Just just trying to nod, the continuity kind of loses itself.
2: The, yeah, so, it's Earth 2 Superman, Earth 2 Lois Lane, Superboy Prime from Earth, whatever, Earth Prime. And Alexander Luther stuck away in this pocket pocket hideout, keeping an eye on the one Earth that exists now since Crisis on Infinite Earths. And Jeff Johns, like, issue one aside, of course, the whole spiel that Earth-2 Superman puts on Power Girl to catch her up did such a fantastic job of catching me up that it really set the tone for this book doing a complete 180 in my eyes because after Earth-1 or after issue one, like Slim, I was completely prepared to just skim along and try to just catch key moments. I I mean, to tell you I wasn't interested in reading more of what I read in issue one is like the biggest understatement. I wasn't. But the way Superman set the tone and helped me understand by the monologue over particular panels, just completely made me love this book a lot and it's part of it is nostalgia because one of my first experiences with DC was reading 52 uh, the 52 issue vol uh, arc and that like is coming right off of this because 52 is what happened in the DCU for a whole year when Superman Batman and Wonder Woman went away and their respective paths like so this is a dc universe without the holy trinity and what happens to i i mean there's there's a ton of different storylines happening in that book and it was cool to see the origins of that in infinite crisis of of certain things and it's it still had its flaws but i was i was charmed i loved i i want to say i love this book the the adventure that it took me on in issues two through seven, the the guest characters, the appearances by everyone, how
1: BA Nightwing was. Nightwing had like I don't know, well first several things. The the, the way that Batman, Superman, one room just kinda like high fived and was like, let's take a year off. Like I didn't like that <laughs> at all. I thought they were I thought it was like cowardly. Like you were single handedly responsible for saving your multiverse at the end of this and you think that the world is in good hands with these jokers that kinda helped out at the end? Like get back out of here, you bums. You can't just leave for a year, you jerks.
0: Well, I, I don't know if leaving for a year would be, you know, a responsible thing to do. But they kind of left the characters in kind of a broken place. Superman had thrown or thrown, been thrown, uh, through the heart of a red sun, so he was kinda like down to zero energy levels. Batman was, uh, you know, kind of <laughs> cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. And uh, you have Wonder Woman, who is generally still considered a murder and genocidal maniac by much of the human population. So there really wasn't a place for them at the end of the story that they could, mm-hmm. you know, like they weren't given just given a fresh start. Like that wasn't all wiped away. So I could see where a break, maybe not a year, you know, was in order. Yeah.
2: And the, to not say that the, I couldn't understand the stress they were under just in reading Infinite Crisis. Like, I, it set the tone for how tense things were in issue one, and, you know, the how, how they hashed it out over the, the subsequent issues. But, I mean, it set the tone enough for me where I could be put in their shoes and be like, oh, I need to take some time off too, because, you know. Things things are straight crazy. You
0: know, sometimes it's a Thursday and you fly through a sun, and you are just not yeah. the same. All right.
1: Happens all the time. The uh, pages where the flashes, the flashes uh, do battle with Superboy Prime, and then Wally says goodbye to that his wife slash lover, mother of his children. Good gravy! One of probably one of the best pages that I've ever read in a DC comic. Yeah. I was like, oh, man. I, I, I could cry right now. I could cry right now while this is happening. It was happening.
2: Yeah, it was completely emotional, and it was set up in such a way... Again, it happened in three three quarters of a page, but, I mean, it worked so well that, I mean, he sees the chaos going on outside, and he leaves his wife to go help, and then, like, the the way the Flashes struggle to... Contain Superboy Prime was amazing. The teamwork. And then uh, Wally's like the one left, you know, sacrificing himself most. And then his family jumps in after him into the speed force. By the way, DC drinking game, drink every time you read vibrations.
1: <laughs> vibrational planes. Speed force. Treadmill of speed. I mean, the, yeah. like you, I literally know nothing about the character of his wife. But in that one panel where she says, your fam- the, your family's coming with you, and she kisses him while he's evaporating, vibrating, speed forcing, I was like, good lord. I want to mm-hmm. make love to both of you at the same time right now. That was how great it was. Make more babies. The Nightwing stuff, <laughs> like I felt like, I didn't... Get the kind of Nightwing scenes. Like he, it felt like he was in the middle of something big happening, but I didn't know why. Like I don't know if there were tie-ins in his main series that looped Mm -hmm. him into things, but I kept feeling like he was out of his league. Like I don't know if there was rumors that like people thought he was going to die during this, and that's why it was like, whoa, what's what's going to happen with Nightwing here? But I didn't feel like he was like at the center of anything big or for a reason. I don't know. Maybe I just didn't see that.
2: I thought when he was trying to assemble the Teen Titans in that god-awful headquarters of theirs, uh, and Connor Kent was the only one to show up, I thought, I I, I liked the Nightwing scenes. I did feel like he was totally out of his element. He's like clinging to the side of that anti-monitor tower that everybody's tied up to because the guy can't. F- I mean, he's the only one. He like can't fly. He's got no pedestals. He's just like clinging to the side, like uh, uh, Sly Stallone and Cliffhanger.
0: The um, and
2: uh, the, you pun- You know, he's not. He's human. Yeah, everybody else is super powered.
1: The the scene where um, Superboy Earth One is getting his like face kicked in by Superboy Prime, mm-hmm. and he calls the Titans, and there's like this huge splash of the Titans showing up and the yelling titans together. I thought that was awesome. I like I don't know any of those characters, but I thought that was just a fantastic mm-hmm. uh page. Yeah, c- I completely agree with that. Where did Superboy Prime get that little like tube suit? Did anybody understand what that was? I think he made it. Yeah. Uh,
0: th- yeah, he made it in the alternate dimension with a speed Force lead you. And from mm-hmm. what I understand it was like a Year, it was uh, years a wear, long. Yeah, it was a wearable yellow sun battery. Uh-huh. So while he wore it, he was kind of like, you know, supercharged, for lack of a better term. Okay.
2: And, it, and it probably took place in one of the 50 million tie-ins, but it's my understanding that he spent, like, years trapped in the Speed Force in some sort of imprisonment. Right. And that's how he could pop out in the next issue of Infinity Crisis, you know, t- with the time p- timey play. Mm-hmm. He could pop out in a minute later but he was hours in the or years in the Speed Force
0: trap. Mm. I uh I never Drink. cared for or I really I guess I never cared to get to know the character of Connor Kent. I mean I always thought he was the metropolis kid from mm-hmm. um the you know, Death and Return of Superman, but they kinda in Infinite Crisis there was some depth to him that kinda made me think, Well, I, I don't know if he could support his own book, but I would read more Short stories about the new Superboy. Uh, I probably won't, but I did think that uh, <laughs> I did think it was, it was it was nice that they, I guess, in my eyes, rounded him out. Yeah, his
2: his scenes. I mean, and you know, rest in peace. Spoilers, like uh,
0: spoilers. He's back.
2: Yeah, he his death. I mean, he died, and but you just were rooting for the guy because you knew he had it in him. He was like. Aloof, he didn't know what he was in life, and he didn't want to be super. But Superboy Prime like brings it out of him, and then he starts beating up on his girlfriend. Connor Kent isn't gonna have none of that. And he, I mean, he, he was bad in that t-shirt. Like I never gave a crap either way. But that black t-shirt with the Superman logo and those jeans,
0: kid, that kid had it all. And talk about easiest cosplay ever, am I right, guys? Oh, absolutely. You oh should God, cosplay yeah. as Superboy Jonesy. Please. If only, if only I'd have a beer with a logo also, so my uh, <laughs> Superboy who really let himself go cosplay would make sense.
1: The um, like, I was I, once we got to like the Superboy scenes, I realized that this is kind of like a middle-aged hero waking up in an emo superhero world where like you're you're mm-hmm. you're loving life, and then you see this emo Superboy, yeah, occupying your your space and time. You would be so <laughs> pissed off.
2: Yeah, you're like, what are you, what, kid? You're not using these powers. Right. You're not out there every day. Oh, what, you want to stay with your aunt and uncle and and sit on the couch? You should as be flying whining?
0: around with your dog who also has a cape and just right. writing wrongs. The, I lo-
2: Superboy Prime tossing that dog. <laughs> poor thing. God, I can't take that. Poor crypto. Oh, my I God. I won't
0: take it standing up.
1: Yeah, I, I loved how there's, like, these mini panels of people just getting murdered in issue seven, <laughs> and... uh like, the oh, first yeah. one was Bane just randomly breaking someone's back over his knee. Like, he's still <laughs> yeah. pulling that move yeah. in the middle of the yeah. end of time.
0: Like, there was a sound effect back where I was going, huh? Huh? Hey, you <laughs> see this, huh?
2: The, the scene where Superboy Prime, like, punches that guy's head and it explodes. Oh, yeah. And then he's, like, all freaking out because he didn't mean to do it. Holy crap. That was, like, morbid central.
1: And I wonder if those were like central characters. I mean, there's people on that team that just got like obliterated. Oh, yeah. For like out of nowhere. I'm like, I wonder what that And totally
0: offhand. Like it was not planned. There was Mm -hmm. no motion to it. It was just like, oops, I just eradicated 60 people with my heat vision for S's and G's.
2: The the most trouble I had with this book, I liked the adventure, I liked their storyline. But when Animal Man and Starfire and Cyborg are like up in space, I don't know what they were like, were they defending the front lines? I had no idea what they were doing, what what business they had not participating it was a... but they were fighting like aliens in the OMAX. I but they they had like seemed to have no central tie into the the story as a whole. They must have been like frontline vanguard
1: cannon fodder. It was a bad uh, continuation from issue one. had to be a a holdover from that issue one script. They just didn't know where to put it.
0: I do have a question, and and this goes back to me not really having knowledge of what led up to uh, Infinite Crisis, but I feel like the book really wanted me to be impressed by the fact that Good slash Evil Lex and Superboy Prime have been leaving for years and have been orchestrating everything. Like, I was not really that excited when they were like, I really controlled the OMAX. Like, I could... Yeah, okay. So you have a robot army. Like, it's just compared to everything else going on. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't even know that they needed to have that in there for the story to make sense.
2: The Yeah, I'm curious to see. I, the OMAX had to have been, like, part of the tie-in stuff because that really didn't seem very central to the story at all. Sure, the OMAX were like a thorn in everyone's side, and it was just taking resources, but it wasn't, like, I didn't, I expected the OMAX to be more of an issue, like, more central to the story as a whole. Yeah. Not that it, not that it didn't, it didn't bother me, but uh, the story is, I mean, so I was super impressed with reading Infinite Crisis, issues two through seven. And, to know that it rolled right into fifty two. I think it was like nostalgia factor works well too.
1: Yeah who edited fifty two? Your boy Steve Wacker.
2: Yes, he did. I know that. Ooh. Everybody, Greg Rucca, Grant Morrison, Mark Wade. The Black Adam, Jonesy, if you if you ever get the gumption to read, it's a it's an undertaking, but the Black Adam stuff in there, really amazing.
0: Really? Does he have his own title? Like, does he have a Black Adam mini or anything?
2: No, it was no. He was just like Fifty Two is just like like ongoing storylines of several different characters, and Black Adam is one. So, like in the first issue of Fifty Two, you might get like four or five disconnected storylines that are just happening, and Black Adam is like one of those. He returns home to Egypt or wherever and just starts building a family. It's it's really cool because oh. he's pretty ba.
0: Yeah, I always remember him from being pretty great in uh the Batman Superman title from Jeff Loeb mm. back in the day when Hush was going on. And I remember being him like him being so formidable and then me going like who is this guy that yeah. he could just beat up on Superman and it's kind of fine.
2: Because he must have I mean like I know the I don't know but I know that the DCU, like in Kingdom Come, like everybody fears Shazam. And Black Adam, it kind of like is Shazam, but he's darker, like
0: meaner. I, just, I think if these guys were on equal footing and were able to give Superman a beating, they should be more mm-hmm. on my radar. Does that make sense? I don't know. Nah, we don't really no. do read DC a whole lot, though. That's true. Yeah, we don't need to read I really bet, like, DC fans
1: will, would know that Black Adam means something.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'd be like, oh, that's part of the Marvel family. Duh. Dude. Diff- <sighs> Did Black Adam or Shazam ever appear on uh Smallville? Do I am I remembering that right? I only watched Was there that ever an episode where they and were half. in? Uh, I don't know. And Sorry, then I went down the bit. crapper. <laughs> that
2: Jonathan Taylor Thomas episode.
1: Oh, one of the greatest actors <laughs> JTT. of the time. JCT. Uh Infinite Crisis from DC Comics.
0: Read it. We got your letters. I'm gonna open them up. Ferritin's gonna read them to you.
1: Letters at paperkeg.com. You shoot us an email and we'll read it
0: on the air. Hey, PK. At the 7 minute and 14 second mark of episode 112... Dale further illuminates his views on lippy women. Would Dale's head explode if he was to meet a female short person who had strong opinions? Jimmy Christmas, Dale. Keep up the good work. Tim. Wow. Poignant. I
2: like how I I suffer, okay? I make a joke, and then at the 7 minute 14 mark of the next episode, somebody else brings up the fact that I... (laughs) Said something about lip, lippy women. I don't go on. I don't drone on about lippy women. It gets thrown back in my face because I open my mouth.
0: Dale, just like one a, question. Like, a, like an idiot. How do you feel about being the most popular host of the podcast? Because the view <laughs> from the bottom is telling me, hey, don't worry about it. More to the yeah, point, uh, Dale. Until you
2: get some. Uh, until you get some vocal crowd that
1: I do not want to engage because they will tear me apart. More to the point, Dale's exact phrasing was mouthy women say <laughs> <laughs> thank you
0: it's different
2: uh, Avery Fat I think it was, was it in regards to the Avery Fat Bottom talk I
1: don't know I think it happened in letters I remember adding the notes of Dale's thoughts on mouthy women and
2: it, and it was t- and taken out of context hey, that could sound bad but it's not that listen you can
1: edit the next episode and you can add your own mm. show notes better believe it bitch
2: Ready for this next one?
1: I'm ready. Yo, guys.
2: Word on the interwebs is that you're reading Infinite Crisis. I must admit that I'm pleasantly surprised you've read it, but I'm also nervous to hear what you think. You know, guys, people often ask me what I think of Infinite Crisis. (laughs) Not really, but I'd be happy to tell you in open and closed parens. Infinite Crisis, in my opinion, was a beautifully written event book which succeeded in paying homage to the original Crisis on Infinite Earths and ushering in what would later become the final era of the original DCU as I loved it. It was also the segue for the 52 weekly series. My former love, Jeff Johns, crammed that book with excellent, heart-wrenching character moments and continuity nods that makes me JMIPs as I type this. Mm. Seriously, there's too many great, moment, great moments to type, so I won't even try. And when I say good moments, I mean character-defining moments, like Batman's growing paranoia and distress finally coming to a head, Superman acknowledging his ineffectiveness, Bart Allen teaming with Barry Allen, Max Mercury and Wally West to take out Superboy Prime. Classic moments. By the by, did you know Nightwing was originally slated to die in the series? It got cut at the last minute. Makes Thank sense you. now, huh? Thank you. Only problem with this book is, this book was the culmination of several storylines running through half the DCU beginning about 7-8 months earlier with the death of Ted Cord, which was honestly one of the best single issues I've ever read. I have absolutely no doubt that reading this without reading the four separate miniseries that preceded it and tie-in issues would confuse the H out of anyone. I wouldn't be surprised if you guys didn't enjoy it for that reason alone. Bottom line, this book is amazing as a payoff for the readers who followed the build up, but not something is expect but not something to expect a hand to a new reader without them being confused. Hope all is well and please don't be strangers. Now that my house hunting has come to an end, I hope to be in touch more often. What? Be well at Farrington says From the Grave. P.S. one of the series that led into this was Greg Ruck, Greg Rucker's Adventures of Superman Run. If you haven't read the series, I highly recommend you do. And I started reading Injustice Gods Among Us in my time away, and dear lord was I wrong about that series. It's a D good page turner.
1: Yes, I knew it. What?
2: Mark Farrington from the Grave gives Slim <laughs> one more reason to
0: humble brag about himself. <laughs> Thanks for nothing, Mark. <laughs> uh, How about this yes, talk uh, of him coming back? That's almost more of their shattering. Oh, who cares about just, that? He just proved you, me right. You probably just alluded to even more than what he
2: alluded to, Jonesy, and now pe- people will be clamoring. We might get more letters, though, because of it.
0: See, I'm just trying to bait <laughs> it.
2: Uh, it was, Mark, thanks for writing in. It's. I honestly, at times like this, I definitely miss having Mark on because... His love for the DC it knows no bounds, and I would have loved to hear him speak about this with his sultry tones. I had no idea and he's right. i I think we I think we would have surprised him for liking this book as much as we did.
1: I had no idea Greg Rucca wrote action comics. He said adventures of Superman. More or was that different. More horrifyingly, I'm looking at the descriptions for some of these action comics. Uh, First sentence Superman The Complete New Krypton Saga Part 67 Uh What?
2: Continuity New 52 That John right there No wonder
1: I just threw up my mouth a little bit In a good way though
2: right Black Adam just poked your eyes out And ripped (laughs) your face
0: off (laughs) Dearest paper keg I have to get something off my chest I think I have a new main superhero in my life. Spider-Man, Peter Parker, and I have been a thing since as long as I can remember. However, with the Superior State, Peter has left me. He hasn't called or pop up every once in a while. He's just gone. Now, don't get me wrong. Superior Spider-Man is highly entertaining, and I can't wait to see what happens next. But I just don't have the love for Superior Spider-Man that I have for Peter Parker. Well... Daredevil has been wooing me pretty bad And I think I'm falling for a new superhero I mean Wade, Insomni on the flagship DD End of Days And most recently DD Dark Nights by Lee Weeks I'm head over heels for this guy I just don't think I have enough room for Superior Spider-Man Where Daredevil is hitting me on all fronts If I were just getting into comics right now Daredevil would be who I would want plastered all over my walls and such So let me get to my point Has Superior Spider-Man affected how you feel about the character? And starting to wear on me, I miss you, Peter. Blindfully yours, (laughs) Ramsden. Uh, Go back, Ramsden, and read Bennis' Run with Malief drink. And uh, there is a great one-shot comic, if you love both characters, uh, called Spider-Man and Daredevil Issue 1, published in 2002. I don't think it's on the app but it's a great uh, buddy comedy action comic oversized issue that came out. Uh, but yeah, Daredevil's been my main man, and uh, I. But I'm loving Superior Spider-Man, and uh, Pete deserved a break, kind of like Fifty Two ish. So I mean, I'm sure I'll be very pleased when he comes back to the fold. But I just I love what what you know Doc Ock behind the uh, the slingers, and I'm really enjoying it.
1: He might never be back. Oh my
2: god, what do you know? Uh, and Massacre is <laughs> alive. Um, I I don't I'm conflicted because I Spider Man still might be my top book, but I can see how technically it's not Peter, so there's room in your heart for another. And to say that the emotional impact that Daredevil has been delivering recently, uh, I can see I can see you getting a, a pass. A, a hall pass sold by Zach Morris to get you access to the pool and the roof. Mm. Like, because <laughs> Daredevil is, it's absolutely, he, there no better time, and I've never, I've never read Daredevil before, Wade Somni and then uh, Dark Knights, but I can see how you would want to spread that love, and... To tr- the the thing, not like I talk to anybody outside of comics to try to get them into comics, but I, I, after reading this letter, I wonder how hard of a time would it be to sell somebody new on Daredevil as a, instead of Spider Man, right? Like Daredevil, people know Spider Man even if they're not in the comics, obviously. So would it be easier to sell someone on Spider-Man than Daredevil, even though you can throw passionate words and descriptions into the, the existing runs on Daredevil?
0: No. I, right? I, think, the, I think the only people you're going to be able to seduce into some Daredevil is someone who already reads monthly comics or has been mm-hmm. exposed to comic book reading. Because uh, uh, let's face it, I mean the only exposure that some people have had at Daredevil is to the Ben Affleck vehicle that was uh, great in it. its director's it. cut. Stop! Nobody Did you guys ever see movie. the director's cut? Director's cut was amazing. So Never. to my point, it's just you're not going to be but. able to just be like, hey, guy off the street that loves John yeah. Grisham novels, you will love this also lawyer character.
2: But, Ramsden, uh, I sympathize. I, I don't agree, and that's not that I don't want to agree. I sympathize wholeheartedly. Slim, you're not talking. Is it because you work for Commissology, And, disclaimer, you work for, <laughs> for Commissology. Like, you're not... Provi- I don't like have... Like, I just a took a screenshot of your eyes like you just took a hit <laughs> of something and you were paying attention to nothing during that letter.
1: Nothing. I don't have any opinions on the matter. Mm-hmm. Don't have any opinions. I don't know. I don't the question we're... you <laughs> don't <laughs> make, don't make your little your high pitched noises at me. You asked uh if it would be harder for people to get into Daredevil than Spear or Spider-Man. I think they're both equally difficult to get into. One... But what do
2: you, what do you think about uh sympathizing with Ramston that he's Can there that be... he's
1: dropping superior? Right.
2: Yeah. Whew. As his first love.
1: Love is a fickle beast, uh, Ramsden. If I've learned anything in my 30 years on this earth, whether it be comics right. or women. You should be in
2: local theater.
1: <laughs> Do we have any other letters? We ran out of music here.
2: It's good to be the king. Yo was reading issue thirteen of Iron Man and noticed a panel where the bot that kid that's kidnapped Tony says with my help will make it an Avengers universe forever. Very, very interesting. I'm really wondering where this is going and calling a celestial killer a god killer is just terrible. And for everybody swooning over Jay Lee's art, go back to episode ninety, uploaded on my birthday no less, and hear my letter with praise. And my win over Slim at his own game, <laughs> letter lightning round, Red Sonia number one by Gail Simone. Read this now. No need for this second sentence. Love you peeps at Dragonfro. P.S. Dear Dale, I like it when you call me King. I'm not a king. I just rule a lot. <laughs> Hashtag Big Punisher.
1: I've never been uh, beaten yeah. in my own game, so I don't know what he's talking about. Never been. I believe beat. it was
0: a name five that he schooled you in check yeah, the tapes
2: I remember having to be like a bipartisan judge and I was side. very confused because the rule there may have been rule bending and or something
1: nobody like can that. remember nobody remembers <laughs> okay you win
0: alright I'm not, I'm not <laughs> name I'm, five I'm, memories I'm not, guys not, <laughs> I'm not
1: fighting you on name that. my five top memories of my own life go, go. <laughs> can't do
0: it can't do it
1: babe what a show we're running way over. I might, loved. I've, might not even the have time energy, for the fireside.
0: That DC infinite energy <laughs> we had. Great discussion, guys. Turned out really good. The multiverse of wind columns crashed into each other with <laughs> his big yellow Lex Luthor hands. And that column is gone. We'll see everybody oh. next week. Yeah, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Did not. I uh it does Cap have a new costume in that? <laughs> Good. I mean, lord. Am I just not on board? Read it? Yeah, have you I do read, read it? any Avengers
1: issue in the past year? No, I'll be honest no. And uh that, answers,
0: that Avengers that, answers your
2: that Avengers run is like Infinite Crisis number one.
0: Let's just put it out. <laughs> that there right Avengers now. run is written in Swahili to, to Slim's uh, first paraphrase. The, the ending
1: of issue one of that Avengers run was great, where Captain America puts on his new utility suit. He's got a little band aid, and he calls in the Avengers. And then after that, yeah, that's pretty deep. That's pretty. You couldn't boner. tell me what the f in holy hell is happening in that book. <laughs> I mean, Hick- That first issue. Captain
0: Universe, we really could have used you.
1: The, I don't know what's going on. I mean, in 20 years, we'll look back with our Hickman encyclopedias and review our notes, our mm-hmm. thesis on his Avengers run, and it could be the greatest thing of all time. But I, until that time, I don't have an opinion on it.
2: When we're older, there's going to be some young uh, hip cop who uh, has studied Jonathan Hickman and knows everything about him. And then Jonathan Hickman gets unfrozen <laughs> from the cryo chamber. And, uh, and then they go down to and eat rat burgers together.
1: <laughs> and they talk about the three
0: seashells. <laughs> it's a rat. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: There's a rat burger Hold on <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that was a really good impression, too. I was watching, uh, not watching, <laughs> but listening to the How Did This Get Made episode for Demolition Man. Did you listen what? to that episode yet?
0: No, I have i, a, I have a, a I went on that uh audiobook hiatus i'm I'm like ten episodes behind on the show.
1: tell you what I went on an echo rift hiatus. I got about thirty episodes to <laughs> listen to in the past three days <laughs> You're done for.
0: Oh, You're to- I don't know
1: what's going on instacast instacast is now echo Rift cast app <laughs> um but uh they talked about how their theory, which for whatever reason I never thought of maybe you have already but Sandra Bullock. Is Sylvester Stallone's daughter in that movie because they say that he had a daughter, uh, and and there's like you know, little seedlings of teasings that she could be his daughter. So he had sex sex with his daughter in that movie, that is mind sex.
2: <laughs> no, he did not like it for one thing. It was it's useless that uh,
1: uh, You know, I watched Expendables. And he frenched her at the end, which was pretty ma it was a good kiss at the I'm end. Telling you, she was into it. Rewatch Demolition Man thinking that she is his daughter.
2: Yeah, I do think so.
1: <laughs> I, mean, I watched Expendables too the other night when Just Dave was over for the weekend. Horrifying. <laughs> I wrote that movie when I was seven years old, playing with action figures, and I literally the scripted the ever. scene where Chuck Norris had an intro uh, cameo. A chimp wrote the screenplay to that movie, a literal chimpanzee. <laughs> it was awful, oh, not man. even like laughable awful. Oh, like uh. I'm watching, I'm like this is really bad. Your face is bad, Sly Stallone. What happened to you? He's seventy. Christ. I mean, right. he could have aged gracefully instead of having like face work done. It looks like he looks like someone's <laughs> I don't even think I can say this on a show. Say it. <laughs> this probably won't make it, but he looks like someone who is holding their test